Hi, everybody. I'm Gus Johnson along with the governor. He says he got all his genes from his mom. From his mom. A lot of nylon. A lot of excitement in the air. Yes. And we're ready for college basketball. College basketball. Oh, oh. All right, Piggies Barham, we are lucky to be joined by, you know what I'm going to say, first team Big East player, Mr. Colby Jones. Colby Jones, thank you so much for ha uh, not having us. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Yeah, man, no problem. I appreciate y'all having me. Absolutely. Uh, so we're going to jump right in and we want to know a little bit about, you know, where you came from. So we did a little bit of reading uh, before we got you on. And we, I see here that you're from Pinson, Alabama. So one of my first questions is, do they follow college basketball down in Pinson, Alabama? Obviously, college football is a big deal down there. Uh, did you grow up watching college basketball? Um, to be honest, not really. I mean, I was a Duke fan growing up just because they were hot around the time I was younger. So, I mean, I watched them, but really it was just like football. I watched footballs on the weekends. I mean, uh, I grew up playing football. So, yeah, football is definitely king down there. But uh, I feel like slowly but surely basketball is coming more relevant down there. But, yeah. So roll tide, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you war eagles or roll tide? You just answer that question. Yeah, it's been roll tide for for my whole life. So who's your uh, favorite college football player growing up? I'd have to football say player. I'd have to say Trent Richardson. He went he played at Alabama. I was he was just he was like insane in college. So just watching him every weekend was a highlight of mine growing up. So yeah. He won a Heisman, right? No, nah, that was uh, Mark Ingram and then Derrick Henry. Yeah. But he was probably – he was still my favorite. He was really good. The running backs all around him. Very nice. You still follow Alabama? Yeah, I still, I still watch them. Uh, I know a couple of my boys just from, like, knowing them around Birmingham. They they played there at Bama. So, I, mean, I, I still keep up with them. Okay, great stuff. So, Colby, you grow up in Alabama. You're getting recruited to come to Xavier by Travis Steele, right? So, he was a coach at the time. Is that – you know, how's he pitch you to come all the way up to Xavier, you know, from where you are? What is the pitch? Um, so it started off just having, like, we built a real good connection. Like, um, we would text a call pretty much every day. So just having that trust in him was a big reason and why I wanted to come up here. Just It just felt like another family um, coming out of high school. But, um, yeah, he just told me that he wanted me to be the guy that he knew I could be. Um, I feel like I was overlooked in high school, but he saw, like, he saw the potential I had in me. So, um, yeah, I mean, just that and then the trust we built between each other, I feel like it was really two big things. And, and that's a, a really interesting thing that you said that you felt like you were overlooked. Now, I had read that you were getting recruited by Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, and I believe UAB where your father had played. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. And so how did you end up picking Xavier over some of these really big SEC programs, obviously from uh, the area you're from? I feel like Xavier really prioritized me. I was I was the number one guy from the time Coach Steele came down to watch me play. So um, I just felt like Xavier really showed me love throughout the whole recruiting process since the time they saw me. And um, you know, some schools didn't. Um, but yeah, I just really I just had that love and connection from Xavier. And, and then you come in freshman year, and you're surrounded by kind of not an older team, but you have you know Paul Scruggs and Nate Johnson. What do you? 
take from them, you know, when you're a freshman, you know, you seem like you really came into your own in the middle of that year. Um, yeah, just the way they approach the game, um, you know, going through college for the first time, you don't really know what to expect, but I'm um, just having them to just tell me what to do and um, listening to them. It really, I feel like it really helped me out a lot. Just making sure I'm recovering or make sure I'm eating the right thing and stuff like that. Yeah. And a ton of experience on that team. Um, but you, you battled your way into the starting lineup, obviously with a very memorable buzzer beater, which you've now turned into your NIL. Uh, love that shirt. Um, <laughs> would you speak on that for a moment? What did that mean to you? I mean, that meant everything to me. Um, just what had happened a couple of days before that with my grandfather, um, that was a really special moment for me. And I mean, it's still a special moment for me. I feel like it will be for the rest of my life. So um extremely thankful that shot happened and um, it's something I hold dear to my heart. Yeah. Colby, so after your freshman year, or no, after your sophomore year, um, there's a coaching change. What is that like, you know, as a college student? You said you had a great rapport with Travis Steele. What's that like with Sean Miller? Is it a seamless transition? Or, I mean, I, I know you're not going to say it was a terrible transition because you guys are dominating right now, but what was that transition like with Sean? Um, yeah, it, it was definitely tough when we got the news that Coach Steele wasn't going to be the coach anymore. But, um, yeah, Coach Miller came in. He told us – he just told us the truth from day one. I, I respected that a lot out of him. He didn't sugarcoat anything. Um, me and him talked a lot one-on-one -on -one just about as far as, like, the, what the next season would look like. And um, I trusted his plan. He told me everything. He told me the truth from day one. And um, I just stuck with it. I bought in, believed in the process. And, um, I mean, it's, it's going great so far. I mean, we're having a great season so far. Just got to finish strong. But, um, yeah, I, I say it's a great transition. And if we were to fly on that wall in that conversation, would you give us a little hint at, at what did he say this season was going to look like for you? Uh, he just wanted me to be the guy that I was um, during, the, like, the last half of the season, just playing confident. Um, he's given me a ton of confidence, just telling me, shoot the ball when I'm open, play my game. So, um, yeah, I mean, just like that, just being that guy that he knew I could be and just taking that next step as far as my game. Absolutely. On an older team like this, Colby, like, are you guys all – is there a voice in the room that resonates the most right now? Or, you know, I know Sean Miller obviously has been there, but, you know, Sully Boom, you know, everyone's joking about how he's, you know, the old man of the team. And, you know, you got Zach Fremantle who's – and, you know, your year and Jack Nungy who's a grad student, Kunkel who's older – is there, you know, a voice that kind of resonates as a leader or all five of you take that on? Because, you know, your starting five seems really close. Yeah, I feel like we all try and um, step up when it's our time to just be that be that voice that everyone's looking out for on the court. I feel like that's really big when it comes down to tough games. You just have no, no one's shying away from the moment. Everyone's speaking up, just trying to get everyone motivated and locked in for that one moment. And what has it meant to add Suli Boom to, you know, the four of you guys who had played together last year and now to add somebody who's just playing at an all-conference level right now? I mean, it's been great. Um, since he's came in, Sue's just worked super hard. He, he works out every day still. And, um, and I, just, I feel like that motivates a lot of the other guys just to get extra workouts in and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, he's really he's a really unselfish player. I feel like that really helps out a lot just with the offense that we have and, um, just him coming in, I feel like he's been a perfect fit for us. So I'm just really happy that we got him. And did you guys know how good of a shooter he was before he got there? Uh, he's leading the conference in shooting right now? I don't think too many people really knew about him. We never really heard about him. But um, I know when he came on his visit here, I worked out with him that day. 
So I knew I knew he could shoot from just watching him shoot them. I didn't know he would. I didn't expect him to be shooting like he is now. But I mean, it's just it's just amazing to watch, honestly. Kobe, speaking of shooting, do you if you had to guess right now, what are you shooting from three? Do you think? Do you know? Uh, uh nah. I'd probably say like low forties. Forty-one. What do you attribute? I mean, this uptick. I mean, you are a bona fide, you know, sharpshooter now. <laughs> You know, what do you bona what do you uh you know accredit that to? Um I just say just putting in more reps and just getting more confidence. Uh, I feel like Coach Miller definitely he's been on me a lot during the summer, during practice if I'm open just to shoot it. And I feel like that's translated a lot over into the games. But uh, yeah, just getting in constant reps and just uh building that confidence. I feel like that's definitely helped me out a ton this year. And now you guys are rolling. Um, you just got a huge road win against UConn. What is the future for this Xavier team? Uh, the future for this Xavier team is, um, I feel like just as far as we we know we can take it, as whether that be Big East Tournament Championship or Sweet 16 Elite Eight run, something like that. But um, all of our guys, we definitely want to win the Big East Championship. I mean, that's our goal in the locker room talks. But um I mean, yeah, as far as as far as our guys will let us take us, that's how far it will be. We love to hear that the Big East tournament is such a, a focus for you guys, you know, being fans of the conference and all of its history and everything it means. It's really cool to hear that. And then do you consider just one last quick question? Do you consider like the Big East regular season when you're talking that or the Big East tournament? Uh, I mean, both would be amazing, but um, we definitely want to get one of those for sure. But, um, I mean, yeah, we're just trying to compete and be the best team we can be. Absolutely. Well, Kobe, we just want to say thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. Uh, we, you know, we don't know what we're, we've done to, you know, deserve, you know, some of this stuff, but we're looking forward to it. And we're definitely, if we had a vote, your first team Big East in our book. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right, and for our last team we're going to talk about with Xavier, and who knows Xavier Musketeers basketball better than Colby Jones. Colby, you guys went one and one this week. You beat UConn in a very impressive game. What was that atmosphere like at Gamble? I know we were there, but, you know, what was it like on the court? I mean, it was crazy. It was definitely one of the loudest arenas I've ever played in. So, um, I mean, just to play in something like that was just amazing just to, just to be in that moment and experience that. And you guys jumped out to such a hot start right off the bat, both on the offensive and defensive end. What was kind of the energy coming out of the locker room? Was there a focus to get off to a great start? Or did it happen just, you know, were you guys surprised at how well you started? I mean, we knew we had to get that game. We wanted that game bad. Um, just knowing that it would be a big win for us and a big statement game. So our mindset coming out of that was just, just to be clicking on all cylinders. And I felt like we were that first half for sure. Absolutely. When UConn's making that run in the second half, one of the things I was wondering, it was hard to hear, you know, in the stands. How do you communicate on the court? Is it just because you five know each other so well? Like, is there a lot of, can you hear, like, I know it's a dumb question, but can you hear each other, like, at a point like that? I was thinking the same thing in the Creighton game, but like, do you hear each other or are you just relying on that chemistry? Um, I mean, if you're trying to talk to someone across the court, you definitely can't hear anything in that type of environment. But, um, I mean, if you get real close to him, you still have to scream a lot. But, I mean, just definitely looking at the bench a lot, um, just looking for the hand signals that we have. And then, um, yeah, like you said, like that chemistry we built, we just kind of know, like, what each other's thinking in those moments. So we're just all trying to be one connected unit. 
when you go for 20 points and four assists in that game, you hit three big threes. You have the assist to Jack Nunji down the stretch. Um, you talk about your performance a little bit. What was your mindset? What was your strategy going into the game? Um, just trying to just trying to play confident. Um, I knew it was going to be a tough environment there. I mean, they have great players, but uh, I feel like our game plan that we had on offense really worked, and I was just trying to do my best to execute that. And um, I hit the shots when my shots were called, so I mean, I was fortunate to uh, hit those. And then they don't give you a break with tough road environments. They give you the pink out game at Creighton after you played a game. What's that? And that place looked cr- like I had tears in my eyes watching all the people stand up for the yeah. cancer thing. I mean, what what are they doing to Xavier? Are they trying to knock you off your pedestal right now? I mean, you can say what you want, but I mean, that was that environment. It was two great environments back to back. Pink, I mean, it was a really special call. So it was, it was just really cool seeing all the stories, different stories that people had. Um, to play in that. But, yeah, that environment was definitely crazy, too, with all the pink out there. Backdrops looked weird and all that. But, I mean, yeah, two great environments in the Big East. I mean, Big East road games are really tough. So, if you can get one of those, it's a good thing. Absolutely. And you sp- split with uh, Creighton, and you get the huge road win against UConn. And you guys are really rolling right now. Um, you know, you have one of the best offenses in the country by Ken Palm. Have you ever played on an offense this good before? Um, on my high school team, our offense ran <laughs> like a similar, like similar style. So, I mean, I knew it was going to work when Coach Miller was talking about it, but um, not not to this extent. I mean, our offense, our guys are we're all really unselfish. We just want to get the best shot possible each time down the floor. So, just to play on a team like that, I mean, it's really fun. So how would you characterize the offensive style? Like like in layman's terms for people who aren't playing basketball at a D1 level? I mean, it's really just a side ball screen, side to side um, with the big, and you just have different reads off of that. You can hit the, the man down low posting up, or you can spread to the other side of the court. So, I mean, after, after the – we call it flow. So after that breaks down, I mean, we're really just playing – Five, we're just playing with each other out there. So, I mean, just to have those unselfish guys, it really helps out a lot. And I, I definitely am not um, a technical wizard, but the way you guys seal on pick and rolls, it seems really unique and uh, something really special about this Xavier team that you do better than pretty much anybody in the country that I've seen. Yeah, I mean, our coaches do a great job every day with um, our bigs just to make, just to get those mechanics right, those fundamentals. I mean, it really shows off. We've had a lot of guys make tremendous strides this year, like Zach and Jerome. So it's been fun seeing those guys progress a lot. How much easier is it to finish at the rim when you have Fremantle boxing out his guy to, to give you a lane? It makes life so much easier. So, I mean, we thank the bigs every every time they get a screen assist. It just makes it easier for us. I got to ask a quick question. Zach Fremantle is, like, one of my favorite players to watch play basketball. How much does he feed off those road environments? I know you said that you do as well, but it just seems like he feeds off that and he, like, uses it such for, like, good. Um, is is he, like, the emotional leader? Is he going crazy in the locker room? Like, what is – I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up. Yeah, I mean, he he lives for those big moments. He, love, he loves the road games. He likes to make the crowd quiet. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's like he's just a very emotional player out there on the court. He expresses his emotions, just so much shows how much passion he is about the game. But um, yeah, I mean, I thought we all have that mentality going into the game, but especially with Zach. And you guys have you came in as freshmen together, is that correct? 
Uh, no, he was a year older. He, oh, he was a year. Um, but you m- both both might end up on the same all conference team at the end of this year, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's been great playing with Zach my, throughout my college career, so uh, I'm happy for him. All right. Well, we thought that we had to bring in a real Xavier expert to talk Xavier hoops. So, Colby, thank you very much for doing that with us. I'm talking about this week in basketball and. Big East Barroom, we appreciate you pulling up a stool for week 12. And if you'd like to hear the rest of this interview, please tune in to our specific interview episode that we will release just with Colby Jones talking ball. Uh, We'd love to have you. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around and listening to Colby Jones. Um, Colby, we got some fun questions for you today. Um, My first question was going to be, do you make who's the biggest prank on team? Who are you making fun of? on the team like who's lightening the mood and you know a tough Xavier not a tough Xavier season but like a long college season uh I definitely say I say Jerome Jerome definitely is the guy that's just always picking on someone or hyping the situation up so yeah Jerome's definitely the little joke man and this isn't a fun question but can we take a moment to acknowledge um Jerome Hunter this year and just the incredible improvement he's made on that kid is pure toughness rebounding tough finishes at the rim I mean that what's it like getting to watch him make that uh jump yeah for sure I mean I've seen Rome put in the amount of, a ton of work since he got here last year and um just for him to get his moments this season I mean it's, it's just amazing to watch just because I know how much he's been through how much work he's put in okay I just wanted to touch on that but go back to the fun stuff Kobe someone who's the one in a dunk contest on Xavier's basketball team mm, oh, I'd either say Elijah or Kiki. Kiki has his days. Some days he's really bouncy. Some days he's not. But if he's bouncy, I'll say Kiki. Kiki Tandy, get in in there. That's a nice pick. Uh, I always ask, you're playing twos at the park. You're picking one of your teammates. Who you got? AK. AK, he's going to get a bucket every time. So definitely with twos, yeah. Yeah, he's got um, anywhere in the park range. I mean. He had a few shots where he's open, and I'm like, you – like, I've never seen something more automatic than an Adam Kunkel wide-open three. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's automatic. Um, I know you – I don't want to give too much love to another player, but let's say Xavier's not in the contention for, you know, Big East player of the year. Who's the toughest Big East player you've gone against this year? Um, or, you know, if you want to go outside the Big East too, you know, anyone you played out of conference. Um – I've been seeing uh, Bryce Hopkins. He's been doing his thing this year. He's been putting up some crazy big numbers. So, um, I mean, definitely want to give respect to him. But he'd probably be my number one right now for sure. That's a great pick, and uh, I don't think you'll be alone in that pick right now. Um, And what about personally? What's what's the toughest defensive assignment you've had this year? Um, So far, uh, I'd I'd probably say uh, Andre Jackson. He's – Crazy athletic, long arms. So, I mean, he, he's a really good defender for sure. Yeah, the two of you playing against each other, both in the wing position, probably probably the two best wings in the conference. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, he's, yeah. I hope I I'm not getting anyone. AAU, so it's been, it's been fun. Colby, I know you can pick yourself for this one, so don't be humble here. Three <laughs> contest, who's winning? And I know you're going to say Kunkel. Could be right there. Let me take Adam Kunkel out of it because you just said how great of a shooter he is. Who's winning the three-point contest? And please hype yourself up if it's you. I'm not even gonna lie. I gotta say Sule on this one. He's 
when I when I watch him work out just by himself, it's just crazy how I many shots he'll hit in a row. So I, I mean, I got I want I want to say me, but like if we're being honest, I'm gonna say Sue. Hey, it's two good choices there. Um, if you had to play for a Big East coach, you weren't allowed to play for Sean Miller. Who would you want to play for? Um, Coach Hurley. I was seeing him wow. on the. I mean, he gets he gets hype with the crowd. So I mean, he's a he seems like a really good coach, really fun coach. It seems like like that's what I've been trying to talk to people about. Like you want, like you're playing basketball for fun. Like you are. Like you want a coach that's hyped up, and you know when Sean Miller was headbutting Adam Kunkel, like that's like yeah. what you live for, right? Yeah, we all we all loved him when he did that. So I mean, having a having a coach like Coach Miller just get you hype and get you locked in. I mean, that's what a player needs. So I mean, it's definitely fun playing for Coach Miller. Yeah, we were watching the mic'd up game with uh, him and Mike Anderson, and I clipped something where he's yelling, "Don't take effed up shots during the game. Just don't take effed up shots." Yeah. <laughs> but he's hilarious. All right, we're just going to go to our final question here. We're going to ask you, the floor is yours. Take as much time as you want. What is one thing you want to say to Xavier fans who are listening right now? I mean, this year has been – all the home games this year has been really crazy, like crazy atmosphere. I just want to say thank you all for that. Um, I mean, stick with us. It's a long season, so, I mean, we make it through ups and downs, so just stick with us. But uh, we're going to be we're gonna be great. We're going to be good. And uh, – I appreciate all the love everyone's shown this year. Well, Kobe, we can't thank you enough for doing this. Um, this is a lot of fun to talk, um, you know, a little bit about the Xavier season, a little bit about you. And um, for everybody who tuned in, I know we got a bunch of Xavier fans on here right now. You heard of the man. Stick with him no matter what. This is a Final Four team, in my opinion. So keep it up. Um, and Kobe Jones, just want to say thank you again. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great having you. Yep.